get ready for the wildest Girls Gone Wild ever. It's Girls Gone Wild about Girls Gone Wild. Hey, baby, lift up that shirt and show us your... That'll teach you to treat us like sex objects. You've never seen a Girls Gone Wild wet t-shirt contest like this. I'm going to spray you with this hose. And I'm going to spray you with bullets. Nothing makes girls go wild quite like the whole idea behind Girls Gone Wild. Hey, let's see some hot girl-on-girl action. We got your girl-on-girl action right here. To order Girls Gone Wild about Girls Gone Wild, call 1-800-SHOW-US-YOUR- It's Brittany Summers. Talk radio with balls and big ones, too. She's unforgettable. Watching. Women are staring, they're green with envy uh-huh. But I'm not sharing, some say he's brainless Ooh. Not much fun talking, uh-huh. not much to look at But I ain't looking, he smells just a little too much His eyes are a little too close Yeah, for the foreseeable future, I'm just going to be playing stuff. 95.3, 96.9, 103.9, 1470, WWNN. You are listening to the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from a state where if you're not over 65 and you want to get a vaccine, why, all you got to do is write a check to our governor for $5,000. Or better yet, $6,000. And one Cadillac. And he will personally provide you with one. Shall we go to the update for hopefully the last time? Florida Coronavirus Update. If you have $5,000 set aside, yes, you too can get a vaccine. Bestowed upon you by our governor, Rananon Death Sentence, who is currently under FBI investigation. All right. And I hope they send that slack-jawed fat ass to jail with his uh, home-ironed suits. Yeah, I can't get the vaccine. 
I even <laughs> filled out a form. There's a there's a Broward County uh, thing going on. You can fill out the form. And, uh, yeah, they did call me back. <laughs> Here's what they said. Are you a first responder? No. Are you a medical professional? Uh, no. After answering those two questions, they gave me a laurel and hearty... Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for me. No vaccine for you. And I don't have $5,000 to send to Ron DeSantis to get the vaccine. So welcome to Florida, boys and girls. <laughs> I did find out that if you had a, uh, at one point, if you had a comorbidity and you had a doctor's note, yeah, then you could get a vaccine at wherever they're handing them. I don't even know where they are. One of them's at a mall down the street. But if you had a comorbidity, yeah, yeah, you could get the vaccine. So, great. I have a comorbidity. I smoke. I knew that would come in handy someday. Yeah, I smoke cigarettes. And it turns out that is listed as a comorbidity. And if you contact your doctor, he writes a note, then yeah, you can uh, make an appointment to get the vaccine. Great. But word got to Governor Death's sentence, and he changed that law. We can't have people getting vaccinated. That might be the decent thing to do. I'm a Trump-sucking Republican. We can't do that. We're inhuman. So, no, no, I will not give it to you. Yeah. So, no vaccine for me. You can take your comorbidities and shove them up your ass. And now they say that uh, if you had a special form that your doctor fills out, and then, first of all, you need the form. I don't think there is one yet. They're making it really tough. They're, they're doing with the vaccine. In Florida, they're doing with the vaccine what Georgia's doing with the black voters. Making it impossible to get. Yeah, that's just black voter suppression. Black, brown, and uh, any other minority suppression. They only, want, they only want middle-aged white cocks to vote in Georgia. That's all they want voting there. They just want the... The banjo-picking, nose-picker hillbillies where uh, M.T. Green came from. <laughs> God damn it, has there ever been an impediment to the human race than Southerners? They've always been bad. For, for two, over 200 years, 400 years. That 1619 project about the uh, slave ships. You hear about the... Uh, on Thanksgiving, the Mayflower came and everything was nice and they had uh, turkey. Actually, that's just a fairy tale that they taught us in school, and they still are. They don't talk about the uh, heavy traffic of slave ships that were in and out of this country long before. The Mayflower came and they, they sat down with the Indians and had uh, Thanksgiving. Isn't that nice? I saw that on Bewitched. And then they hung the women. Great people. Religion, you know. And even that's fake. They ate lobster because they were near the sea. They were near the shore. They didn't have turkey. If you really look up the history, they were having... Now, that would be a great Thanksgiving meal. Wouldn't you rather have lobster than uh, turkey? Turkey's like a commonplace. I would really rather have lobster. In fact, my family has adopted prime rib for Thanksgiving. 
It's just, uh, you know, turkeys for, you know, schleppers like me who can't afford food. And you buy a turkey and it lasts you for a month. You make sandwiches, you make salads and all that. It's a good idea and turkey's not bad, but it's not great. That's not something to look forward to unless you really, really like turkey. But I much prefer prime river lobster. But yeah, that's what the death sentence is doing in Flada. And the villagers don't care. The villages of death. They, uh, they just, uh, they're fine. Oh, they're fine. They got their vaccines. So they can live it another day, which is about all they got left. All the angry, nasty Q-tip heads in the villages. Yeah! Oh, yeah. And as fast as they die off, they're always replenished with lots more of the Midwest cocks. Who hate Jews, blacks, uh... Mexicans, you name it. They hate everybody, including themselves. They're all in the villages. It should be called the villages of Nazis. White power! There you go, white power! I don't know what show I was watching. I think it was on Netflix, and I can't remember what it was a while ago. And it took place current day, but somehow the characters wound up in a retirement home. That turned out to be a retirement home for old Nazis. And it occurred to me, hey, it's the villages. White power! There you go, white power! So, yeah, am I being ageist? Yes, I am. Just a real quick, before I get the party started here, just one quick observation I want to make about the royals. Have you seen the royals? Are you looking at Meryl Marco? Well, here's what I have to say about that, and listen very, very carefully. I don't care! I don't care. I don't care about the royals. Oh, poor little rich girl, poor little rich boy. Who who cares? Oh, you know who really doesn't care about the royals? The Brits, including this Brit. I don't care about Meryl Marco. Which is the wrong one, but again, I don't care. Cox a hoist to the Royals. I won't watch them on uh, Netflix. I won't watch them on uh, the Oprah interview. I don't. I don't. Let me clarify this once and for all about the Royals. I don't care.
No. Vamp. When was the last time you heard that? One of the last bands to be featured on MTV. Back when there was something on there to watch. There's nothing on there now because corporate decided rock bands, we have to pay those people. We don't want to do that. Instead, let's put on some reality show programming that's cheap to produce. We only have to pay the participants scale. We can bill the associate producers as scriptwriters, and we get free craft services. It's a win-win. Let's get rid of the bands. And they did, and now nobody watches MTV. But as Wendy James said, they don't care. Uh, no! Now, as an addendum to last week's show regarding Andrew Cuomo, I just want to clarify... If a woman is harassed in the workplace, absolutely. That is to be reported. And, and, you now have the power and the right to report this sort of thing immediately without any repercussions. That's what the Me Too movement has provided to women. You no longer have to live in fear of this. You can report it right away. And there are groups and organizations that will back you. Now you won't lose your job. And yeah, it's going to continue, but now you have some recourse to it. But by all reports, from what these women are saying, it didn't take place in the workplace. Maybe some of it did, but a wedding reception, yeah, that's not a workplace. And it turns out, it turns out I wasn't really off base here because these women could have done that, but they chose to all wait all wait for a designated time to all march forward and here's another thing over the weekend two more came forward with uh, andrew cuomo made me feel uh, uncomfortable and their accusations at, at best are very very weak even if they're true he really didn't do anything and as it's turning out i was right all along this has two words written all over it roger stone this is what he bragged about with elliot spitzer and it's not quite the same but the strategy is and yeah these women are democrats so in this type of a scheme that looks all the more legitimate and when what i was saying last week is that this could be the republican party taking positions over um, 
claiming the governorship in New York. Now, there are rumors, and I don't buy it because it's... Well, maybe they are true. I don't know. They're, they're mighty simple-minded. Uh, that uh, if, if they get a Republican governor in New York, whoever that is, can pardon Trump of all of his crimes in the state of New York. Well, a couple of problems with that. Like I said last week, if Trump endorses any candidate in the state of New York, they will lose. Why? Well, before DJT conned his way into the Oval Office, he was the most hated man in New York City. They hated him there. Why? Why, unsophisticated little Republican rubes that don't know any better? Because they had his number. He didn't pay his bills. He was a con man. He would make crank calls under the name John Barron to promote himself. And they knew it. But as long as you stayed away from him, he wasn't a threat. Back then, they just knew he was a douchebag all along. And what does the rest of this country do? Well, he's on TV. He's on a television. Look at that there. He's got a game show. He must be smart. He had somebody write a book. The Art of the Squeal. I mean, deal. He's got a New York accent, so that must mean he's smart. Yeah, no New Yorkers knew better, but they got the media. And now look, at the height of the COVID pandemic, when everybody was quarantining over the summertime and the death rates were skyrocketing, the cases were skyrocketing, America was tuning in to Andrew Cuomo's press conferences, not DJT. Well, you mean to tell me that Trump wasn't pissed off that Cuomo was stealing the limelight away from him? Well, what I'm thinking is, I'll, I'll go a step further. An Article 5 of the Constitution is the Constitutional Convention. And you need 34 states. And what that means is, you know how they're trying to suppress the vote all the way so nobody anywhere can vote at all and everybody will be installed? Well, you can do that and this is what they're aiming for with a constitutional convention. And you need 34 states. Well, they currently have 27 uh, Republican governors. And, uh, you know, a couple more would, uh, you know, there's always a chance they could get close to that uh, golden number of 34. Oh, I said golden. Like the uh, DJT Golden Idol. I'd like to see that thing placed in a park where dogs could pee on it. But that could be another part of the, the, the planning behind this. And the reason I'm saying that is because if you've heard, and of course, we've already discussed the uh, Nora O'Donnell interview, and what, she, what that girl said was like, well, he asked me if I've ever dated an older man, and he asked me this, and he asked me that. He, he asked her questions. Okay, that could make a 25-year-old woman feel uncomfortable, granted. But is that criminal? <laughs> I mean... Really? Another one said, he placed his hand on her back? Th you know, listen, I'm, I'm in Democratic clubs and, and pre-COVID. We hugged each other. We put our arms around each other. And yes, men placed their hands on my back. I didn't care. It's like, okay. I didn't, I didn't take that as a, a sexual come on. I just, I just thought someone was being nice. And speaking of nice... Another woman complained that when she got up from her desk, he kissed her hand. Kissed her hand. Wait, wait, 
Wait a minute now. I like that. <laughs> don't you ever kiss my hand. Let me tell you something. If I don't get my hand kissed and the door isn't open for me, I go for the most expensive item on the menu. Well, that was pre-COVID, of course. Haven't seen that in a long time. Well, I guess if you're an uptight, persimmon-sucking prig, I see nothing wrong with being treated courteously and nicely uh, by guys. I mean, every little thing is going to upset. Listen, I've, I've had said things to me. Little things, not, nothing big. I'll give you a prime example. And, and I already talked about this on the show. Uh, when the quarantining first started in a pandemic, we were still in the learning process of how this COVID thing was. Much as we could with that douchebag in charge. Uh, at first, people were starting to wear a mask. And I did wear, I still do, I wear a mask, I wear gloves, and I wear goggles. I still do when I'm out in public. But back then, I was getting uh, heckled in the grocery store. Taking it a little over the top, ain't you, lady? <laughs> All the time. So what was I supposed to do? Find out where that guy worked and get him fired? Where's it end? I, I mean, I, again, I was at the... Uh, how can I tell you? Countless times I was at these Democratic get-togethers and I've had men come up to me and kiss my hand and act gentlemanly. I mean, it's, it's, it's old, old school stuff, but it, it's... Charming, I thought. Now that's a bad thing? They're going to railroad this guy out of office because he kissed a woman's hand? It's gone that far? That puts me in a depressing situation because I like that stuff. I enjoy being treated nicely. Sorry. Sorry. I'm not a persimmon-sucking prig. I'm all for having a good time, and, and if someone's going to be courteous and nice to me, I'm not going to say, <gasps> You made me feel uncomfortable. I'd have to say, do these women go on dates ever? And here's why I really think it's bullshit. You know they're online. You know they're on social media. And you know they're on dating sites. And every woman today who is on a social media dating site... Not a day goes by, oh, I, I said day go, but it, not a day goes by, you don't see a, a guy sends you a picture of his dick. It is commonplace. You know, you just delete it and hit block or ignore. But, but that's just uh, everyday occurrence now. So someone kisses your hand, that's going to get you upset in times like these? Really? You know, being fondled or like Roger Ailes being told to twirl around in his office. Yeah, that's all actionable in a court of law. I'm talking about just guys innocently trying to be nice to you. And that's what it sounds like Cuomo was doing. He, he was asking them awkward questions because obviously he's lousy at asking a girl out. But he's been single for 15 years. I don't think it was uh, he had a girlfriend before that. But he's been single. What What is a middle-aged guy supposed to do to, to ask a woman out? Besides go online and send a picture of his dick. I mean, <laughs> at least he didn't do that. At least he didn't Jeffrey Tubin him. But that's what I think is behind all this. It's, it's too neat. It's too choreographed. And, and by the time this show airs, it'll be about 50,000 other women. Oh, yeah, he uh, looked at me wrong. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's kind of ugly for his age. 
<clears throat> which I thought he's, you know, uh, Chris is the uh, attractive one. But that's what it is. They want control of New York State. And they, they ain't going to get it. No. Because I tell you something, former Congresswoman Kathy Hochul is a damn good candidate. She's, she is currently the lieutenant governor in New York. She would be great if she uh, got the governor's seat there. But I don't know. Well, she ran for Congress and won, so maybe she is. But I don't. I couldn't tell you if she is a seasoned, uh, a tough enough candidate to go up against mouth-breathing Trumpers, which they have up there. Not many, but just the same. Anyway, I got. And then the other thing is, I was also right. The elderly care centers that they were going. He was shaving the numbers. He was a beep, 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 beep. That's another one that the Democrats get wrong because you see it on our news media. Well, Governor Cuomo has been caught cheating on the uh, death numbers of the elderly care centers. Yeah, except for one thing. Back when this happened, it was supposed to happen in July or uh, June or July of last year, at the height, at the peak of the uh, COVID-19 epidemic, and New York was blood red, the highest death rate in the country. Bodies were being buried on Star Island. And you mean to tell me that uh, Cuomo saw this and <laughs> said, let's shave the numbers. It, 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 it's a little late to shave numbers when you're, when you're the hot spot number one in a country for death rates of COVID, and you're having a press conference every afternoon about it. So why would he, uh, with the uh, elderly care centers, why would he change? It makes no sense at all. He's not like uh, this inbred mugwump we have in Florida who shaved the numbers all, over, all across the board. Why in the world? That's had, and it fell apart. It turns out, what I said last week was right. It was early in the epidemic. The caretakers were still unaware of a, the proper precautions to take. And they got COVID. And the old people got COVID. And the ones who were dying went to the hospital. They, they put them in the hospital outside of the elderly care center. So the numbers got went all over the place. And I guess, uh, clerically, it probably looked like he was shaving or, or, or the staffers were shaving the numbers. It just, but, but uh, notice that story's kind of quiet now. That's because it fell apart. This is the problem I have with all this uh, Cuomo stuff. It's too pat. It's too planned. It's too strategic. And as predicted, the Democrats uh, went after each other, which was another part of the plan behind it. But all, all these things, all of these things, are currently under investigation by New York AG Letitia James, and let the investigations ensue. But one word of caution to uh, Letitia James. I know you're focusing on the Trump stuff. Please stay focused on that. This stuff can wait. Listen, next year is the uh, elections for governor. You can't wait a year. And then and then afterwards, yeah, then you can investigate all. Right now, focus all of your attentions and all the tools at your disposal to put DJT in jail. And then you can goof around with the, the Andrew Cuomo later. Right now, first things first. I mean, for all you know, the, the election's a year off, and then uh, you would have wasted your time. So just just wait. Yeah, it'll start the investigation, but really just... you, you got to at least reserve a room at Rikers for Trump. 
And now, and now to a lighter subject, because uh, after the break, we're going to come back with a Beach Boys parody block. And here's why. They sold all the rights to their music. Another one. Legacy artists like Bob Dylan, Neil Young. I didn't know Neil Young sold them all off. Stevie Nicks and even the Killers. <laughs> okay. Sold off their rights to their lucrative song catalogs. The Beach Boys are the latest act to follow that trend, though they've taken it a major step forward by selling a controlling interest in their entire intellectual property. Wow. Wow. You know what that means? You're giving it all up. Every All the work you've done, your entire body of work, it's no longer yours. <laughs> that, wow. I could... I, that's like me with my, my 8,000 comedy bits. Although most of them have been stolen years ago, so it's too late to worry about that now. But wow, they just gave it all up. I'm certain for a return of millions and billions and trillions of dollars, but just the same. That's part of you. You're giving it all up. Longtime music business power player, Oiving Azoff. <laughs> Oiving Azoff's newly launched company, Iconic Artists Group, struck a deal with the band. For an undisclosed sum. And I'm certain it wasn't dim sum. But this guy sounds like a shyster. Oiving Azov. Under the terms, Iconic now owns the Beach Boys Master Recordings. A share of their publishing rights, memorabilia, and the entire Beach Boys brand, including the members' likenesses. Wow! I'm certain they were all compensated quite well, but... Jesus, letting it all go? Oh, now you're going to see a lot of that on... Uh, <laughs> now you're going to see that on a Geico commercial. Uh, Applebee's. Applebee's is the uh, worst violator of all. <laughs> so, here's corporate. They're going to try to be your friend by playing songs you grew up with. The songs you really enjoy. Because we're corporate and we are your friend. It's my little brown coupe. I'm so proud when I got... I'm so proud what I got. It pleases me to brag about, so don't put me down. I must tell you of my car, that's metallic brown. It has a hole in the trunk and a dent in the door. And you can see the road through the hole in the floor. It's my little brown coupe. I'm so proud what I got. I'm so proud what I got. It's an 82 Corolla with one headlight. So when it gets dark, I get to use my brights. Cause duct tape and bailing wire does the trick It's my little brown coupe I'm so proud what I got I'm so proud what I got I never knew how to drive a car before But they handed me the keys when I got to shore And if that ain't enough to make you really flip There's one more thing I got no brakes Sorry, it fills up with water on the rainy day the tape on the window seems to work okay The front wheels start to shake when I try to steer And I can't get it out of second gear It's my little round coupe I'm so proud what I got I'm so proud what I got It's my little brown coupe I'm so proud what I got You have just heard a teaser for part two of the Brit Summer Show this week and that's coming up after the break along with 
a Beach Boys parody music block. In other words, it's not really them. You know why? Because I don't have to write a check to Oiving Azov. And uh, Oiving Azov can kiss my shapely ass because this is uh, parodies that I did and uh, actually Rock Comedy Network, which is long gone. So good luck to you, Oiving, if you come after me for doing... You know, we're going to run into this now. It killed music. It killed... And you notice... And I'm running out of time. If you'll notice, like, whenever they do a period piece, <clears throat> unless the music's redone or it's original, they can't play the original songs from the time period because it costs more than the entire production of the TV series or the movie. And here's a real good example. There was a show, it's gone now, but Supernatural, which was on for like 800 years, there was an episode they did where they turned into the Scooby-Doo cartoons. And... They they played the Scooby Scooby Dooby Doo. Where are you? They played the uh, theme song to Scooby Doo. It was said that they that cost more than the entire animation of the episode, just to play that little thirty second song. They're killing it off. It, the corporate is killing it off because they're making it more difficult to even hear the stuff. I mean, yeah, you can get a blanket license, but not many people can afford to have that. I'm just fortunate that I'm on networks that do have that license. And that also explains to you why I'm not on you. Tube. No. So everybody in the ground listening on the air, I appreciate you tuning in. And uh, I'll see you here again next week, I guess. It might be the following week I won't be here. But uh, until then, you'll have to play it by rear. On 95.3-96.9-103.9-1470-WWNN. Feeding South Florida has distributed nearly 51 million meals to over 700,000 individuals, including children and older adults over the past year. And since our COVID-19 response began, Feeding South Florida has hosted over 250 drive through food distributions. Feeding South Florida has partnered with Amazon.com to deliver meal boxes to homebound older adults in Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade counties. If you're able to, please donate today at FeedingSouthFlorida.org. And thank you for your support. That's FeedingSouthFlorida.org. And now, much more of Brit Summers. Radio Wonderful! Yeah, they gave it all up. They sold all their rights. Now it's owned by Oiving Azov. Oi! Now it's going to be Oiving Azov. Let's you play Bob Dylan, Neil Young, Stevie Nicks, the Beach Boys for a price. But not on this show, because it ain't them. <laughs> well, we took her daddy's bullets and we headed for the Hollywood freeway. But we hit a lot of traffic and got stuck in a two-hour delay. So we pulled out our pistols and we dealt with the traffic in new way. We use our guns, guns, guns when we're driving down the streets of LA.
shoot, shoot a Honda, shoot a Honda, yeah, blast it off of the road. After years of drug abuse and controversial rehabilitation, Beach Boy Brian Wilson is ready to release a collection of his latest compositions. Thanks for uh, granting us this interview, Brian. <laughs> uh, Brian, do you have any idea how retarded you sound? I'll show you what I mean. Here's how you sounded back in 62 from this early Beach Boy recording session. Hey, man. Did you like it? Yeah. Uh, my ears, man. Okay. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Listen. Okay. Do you like it? Oh, that's very nice, Brian. Did you like it? Well, it's a little hard to dance to. Do you like it? Yeah, very, uh, very nice, Brian. The Brian Wilson Collection of Burned Out Compositions. Do you like it? Oh, oh yeah, uh, that's great. Master copy available now on eBay. Do you like it? Well, I've got to be going. Uh, Do you like it? It's Brit Summers at the Brit Summers Show. Water USA. How about that Eric Prince? What a prince of a guy. He's making millions of dollars to make people die. All right, the Godfather. Kill for old times' sake. If you want little girls slaughtered, Blackwater USA. They give us guns to shoot. Murder such a hoot We can do anything we wanna Not like the U.S. troops We hire guys like Jeffrey Dahmer That worshipped Tim McVeigh A patriotic blood shower Like water USA Shot people holding their arms And sitting in their cars That old man who tried to surrender Head clean off. You don't have to provoke us for us to blow you away. We're highly paid conquerors, Blackwater USA. Murder incorporated killers, Blackwater USA.
In honor of the summer of social distancing, The Late Show proudly presents Surfin' M.I.A., a brand new compilation featuring all the songs you need for a fun, not-in-the-sun summer. You'll hear hits like... My hands are sweaty and I'm wearing rubber gloves on the beach. My surfboard is ready cause I'm wiping down with some bleach. Many more. Everybody's homeschooling. Help me, Rhonda. Find toilet paper. It gets around. Corona Mo. Couchsurfing USA. Quarantine John B. And of course, good sanitations. So what are you waiting for? Order Surfing MIA today and enjoy summer the way it was meant to be spent, alone and in the dark. It's Boca Brit Summers from Florida to you. Always get together for a game to have ourselves a manly time. Watching ESPN and then football on Monday night. So we can look at other guys. Since we all have sports in common, what you say about taking a chance? We'll start a gay club. You know that you want it, so let's bend over and drop our pants. We'll start a gay club. And act like a real sports fan. We'll pat our tushies if our favorite team doesn't lose. And then we'll get some lubricated jelly for the overshoot. shoot We'll get the roughest and the toughest macho hoodios we can find We'll start a gay club And then we'll play a little grab ass and do a little bump and grind We'll start a gay club And find out who's circumcised We'll start a gay club. Yeah, it's all gone. All gone. We'll no longer belongs to you, Brian Wilson. And uh, only thing Azoff is going to do whatever he wants with it. You're listening to the Brit Summer Show on Skyhawk Radio, iTunes, FYI Nation, TuneIn, Stitcher, Patreon, and SoulFlowChannel.com. This is a listener-supported program, and thank you for contributing. And of course, like I always say, if you don't have the guilt, you don't need the guilt <laughs> because, and, and it's happening. And I, and I thank everybody who's been doing that. Share the linky dink and I, I get more listeners and, and that's fine. I consider that also a great deal of support. But I've had some contributions and above all, 
the greatest contributor of all to the Brit Summer Show, and the official underwriter of this program, Ernie! Ernie, thank you. You know something, if it wasn't for you, well, and everybody else, but but primarily you, I mean, it's hard enough for, for me to get past my depression to do this show, but uh, I want to thank you, Ernie, and everybody else for the support and encouragement for me to even try. So I'll let you kiss my hand anytime. <laughs> he kissed my hand. Oh, <laughs> For fuck's sake! <laughs> I don't. I don't want to get into that again. I said enough on that hot topic. But what I want to get back to talking about, and I, I brought it up earlier, about the, the corporate. And these billionaire bastards, I don't want to mention Irving Azoff by name, that are buying, they're legally paying for it all, billions of dollars worth of hit song libraries, the entire library. And I'm certain those artists are very happy. They got the check and they probably won't have to worry for the rest of their lives. That's probably why they did it. Besides, with the COVID thing. None of them have been able to tour anymore. And you don't make money off of record sales, obviously, or CD sales, or even uh, download sales anymore online. So they depend heavily on touring, and they have not been able to, and they must have lost a fortune, which could only explain why they've been doing this, getting rid of all of their intellectual property. And, and we're going to suffer for it, because like I was saying before, we won't hear it anymore. Unless it's a corporation that can afford to pay the licensing fees, we're not going to. Or if you have you're online and you have a uh, a blanket license, but for generations it's going to be silenced because you can't afford to play it. They're killing music, murdering music. It used to be for everybody, and yeah, even at the beginning you had to buy the records, you had to buy the sheet music, you had to buy uh, concert tickets. Well, sure. It was a multi-million dollar business at one time. Now it's a billion dollar business, but there's no consumers involved. They're just trading music like uh, like uh, commodities. So it's a, it's, it is a fucking shame. And a couple of things about uh, film media that, that we're being treated to. Uh, it, it's, it's having an impact on that. And I already mentioned uh, earlier uh, Supernatural. Uh, there was another movie, uh, and, and this is really tragic because the subject matter, the impact it had on our society, on workers' rights, and the women who died. The movie's called The Radium Girls. It's on Netflix. It's about the uh, women who worked in a, a watch factory and were painting radium, glow-in-the-dark radium on the dials. And they were using their uh, tongue to wet the uh, tip of the brush to paint the numbers and the uh, hands on the face of the watches or clocks or whatever it was they were building. And they were probably making a nickel a day. This was 19, uh, the year it was supposed to be in, although it was hard to target. It was supposed to be 1927. But you don't find that like halfway through the movie. 
And it's a docudrama that is of such import. It should be required viewing. I mean, a lot of people aren't aware of the radium girls because this stuff was radioactive and it was killing these women. They were losing their jaws. They were losing their face. They were lo- and they were de- de- deteriorating and, and they, they eventually they died. And uh, and then you can, it said at the end of the movie, you could take one of those Geiger counters and walk by their graves and it'll, it'll still go off. They had that much radiation in them. And uh, and the movie was done. I'm sorry, but they did one shit job on this movie. It, it could have been so much better. And with subject matter such as this, that they goofed off and fucked around. And uh, they tried, uh, obviously, again, this is coming back to what I was talking about. Uh, uh, their budget couldn't afford the right. And we're talking the 1920s, 1920s music. I guess it's uh, estates own the 1920s. But I always thought public domain was six, 50 or 60 years, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, they made up 1920s sounding music, and it sounded like some jerk off with a Sony keyboard or Yamaha keyboard making goofy stuff. It, it, it didn't sound like anything in any era. It didn't sound like any, it was like, I'm like, what, what? first of all, you can get sound alike music in a production libraries and it's at a subscription price, but it's not all that expensive. They could have used some of that instead of some guy on a Yamaha keyboard making goofy xylophone sounds. It ruined the entire movie. And the other thing that ruined the movie was they did not focus on the timeline. First of all, the cars were from the 1930s, but it was supposed to be 1920. And you're sitting there figuring out, what year is this supposed to be? And then halfway through, they say, oh, yeah, it's uh, 1927. And while I'm on the subject, there was another movie on Netflix, which could have been great. It was was called... uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which I was looking forward to seeing, and then I was sorely disappointed. It was uh, Chadwick Boseman's final role, who uh, shockingly died a young man like that. He just dies at the peak of his career, Black Panther and all that. And the acting in the movie, first of all, it was a play. And it was adapted to be a, a film. But you can tell it's just a play. It's like maybe three sets. Kind of like a One Night in Miami, although that was good. That was a stickler for detail. It was very well done. Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Everybody, the acting in it was superior. Uh, the problem was, and this really bugged me. It, now, this did say a timeline, 1928. It really bothered me. And, and, and nobody pays attention to this stuff, but sorry, it stuck in my craw. Because in 1928... The only, I guess, jazz orchestra back then that was playing an upright bass was Louis Armstrong. He revolutionized the upright bass. Every other band in 1928 was using a tuba. Why? Because back then, at the early stages of recording music, the facilities back then were unable to pick up on mic an upright bass. Now, I'm certain some bands used an upright bass live. That's quite possible. But in a recording studio, they used a tuba. Until Louis Armstrong said, No. He was the pioneer of that. But uh, I see that all through. Uh, Hollywood always makes that mistake. They'll show a 1920s orchestra or band or whatever, and they'll have an upright bass. They, they were using tubers. 
up until like uh, 29 or 30, then they started using upright basses. Just a uh, historical needling fact that uh, <laughs> that I have to bring up that just annoys the crap out of me. But yeah, you could see, and then um, maybe the producers and, and directors of these films did look into getting the accurate music to match the era, but the budget couldn't afford it. That's what's happening now. Joe, I'm just trying to get by, you know. So when the bank called and said they were raising their fees on all kinds of services, well, I snapped. But the great thing was, he said he was willing to meet me to discuss the fees. So I said, okay, meet me up by the water tower on the edge of town. He said, fine. When I got there in my pickup, I run him over. Then I backed up over him and ran over him again, like six or seven times. Vroom, bumpity bat, vroom, bappity bump. <laughs> right now, he's in a hefty bag in my trunk. I'm still paying the bank's fees, but I'm feeling a lot better about it. Ordinary Joes. Don't freaking mess with us, Mr. Corporate Guy. Vroom, bumpy bap. <laughs> yeah. Brought to you by Citizens for Extreme Violence. Who's got who by the balls now? I'm planning to do in the future down the road one of my shows a tribute to instrumental pop hits, such as this one. You're not going to hear this anymore. Nobody is doing instrumental head. Well, I have to take that back. Only one person's actually doing instrumentals, and that's John Baptiste of uh, the Stephen Colbert show. He, that guy's amazing. He plays everything. But as far as hit songs, there were instrumental hit songs, such as the one you're hearing now. No more. You're never going to hear that again. Why? Because corporate's taking over every goddamn aspect of our lives. They won't leave us alone. And it really blows.
For this week's episode of the Brit Summer Show, and I'd like to thank my special guests, Diana Maldauer and Barbara Hauer. <laughs> they were special guests of every Quinn Martin show. Now, will I be here next week? Eh, pretty good bet I will. Probably a week after, I'll be up in the, the big O and helping myself to Donut King, the best donuts in the Southeast. So until next time, whenever that is, this is Brit Summer saying... You're getting it in my hair! Oh, you know what I almost forgot? It's the Ides of March! A little book of Brit history, I did this bed with a $30 Yamaha keyboard I bought at Sears. And yeah, Wally Sabo is still an asshole. See you next week, everybody! Walter Sabo in a black sedan Oh, won't you hop inside my company car I got the pictures and taxing eating out of my hand I'm gonna make you a radio star I'm Walter Sabo, baby I can do anything I wanna do I'm your consultant woman And I'm gonna be consulting you I'm giving bad for On a crap show And a formula That's got to bore ya I've got the power to mold and control way to get you your own show at a station down in Hollywood and I don't care if your ratings are low just as long as you can stroke me good I'm Walter Sabo baby and you'll do anything I want you to I'm your consultant woman spread your legs when I desire you I'm gonna bone ya and own ya cause I'm a dumb slot can't get a real job that's why I'm a consultant cause I'm just an asshole